the sharpener to sharpen my pencil when I go get a drink. What's the sharpener? When oh, oh, I got you, I got you, I got you, I got you. Got the fresh fit, you gotta, you gotta walk over there. Yo. Be the first one to get up. Yo. The light skin. That's crazy, that's, that's black privilege. I don't know what a fresh outfit is like. Yes, you do. I ain't come from that. You stole them. Yeah, at high school. Yeah, you, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, that's that's cool. past the sharpener age. Way past. Yeah, it. I didn't. You can't even really get that off. No. Man. Why does he have a regular pencil? <laughs> <laughs> this nigga ain't with the lead yet. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't got to press the button. The lead come out, my nigga. What you sharpening? <laughs> I used to hate that shit when the lead be too small. Shit slide right out the pencil. Like, yo, this bullshit ass pencil. Yo, that five millimeter. Lead. First of all, I only want to take notes as it is. But you know, if I gotta take notes, I want to at least be you know able to do it comfortably. But yeah, so the nigga said rap is the most dangerous job in America. It's definitely not. Why do you think that? Why 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 would somebody say that? What like I don't know. I don't think that uh Jack Harlow or you know Drake Drake might be in some danger, but you know, he has he can buy security, he can He's do what enough. he needs to do. He's wealthy enough, but other than that, I mean, unless you're on some Chicago type, Atlanta type beef drill shit, it's not very dangerous. At all, and and I don't I don't even think uh, I, did fabulous real shit in general. Did, did general. fabulous say that because King Von died? Yeah, it happened after that. He said it after that. So I'm, I'm not gonna say he dead quoted after he mm -hmm. you know like yo King Von dead. This is a dangerous job in America. No, I think it was an accumulation of Pop Smoke, Von, Nipsey, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. In every single situation that you name, they weren't killed because they were rappers. They were killed because of something else, like a beef out, even outside of rap. It, they was people be beefing over baby mamas or just talking greasy shit. The reason that Nip got killed is because he told the nigga to get off the block because he was a snitch and he didn't want him over there. So like that has nothing to do with rap. Maybe the streets, like being in the streets, is the one of the most dangerous thing you can do, which I agree to that. But like them being a rapper had nothing to do with them being killed. At no. All. Exactly, and that, they're just in the limelight. Yeah, and that was my that was my take. So, but I mean, I saw other people like jumping on that, like, "Yo, rap is dangerous. Rap is dangerous." It's really not. Rap is not dangerous, but rap is in danger in the sense of, um, so all these things keep happening, like all these shootings, all these you know violent events, bro. Like, at some point, that's gonna be a problem. Who the fuck's gonna want rappers to, like it's already hard enough to be black and be from the hip hop culture. It's already hard enough as it is to move around in society. But with these things going on, I, I foresee it becoming more and more of an issue because now it's like, they might just be like, yo, we don't want you at our, at our venue at all. Mm -hmm. Now you're losing money. Fuck, fuck a performance. I'm talking about even walkthroughs and shit. Mm. Mm. That's losing money. Right was Quando Ronda performing that night? No, neither was Vaughn. Oh, okay. See what I'm they saying? in there. At that spot. Now everybody know that hookah spot because of that. Right. And then they could be like, you know, your face card is bad. Like, you're too well known. And didn't Vaughn's homies, rest in peace, didn't they get killed by undercover cops? Yeah. Why do you think undercover cops were there? <laughs> Literally because Vaughn was there. But in general, there's probably been things that happened there before. Uh, I would say so. And That's now here we go. Somebody, three people get murdered. One night. One night. Why are we gonna continue to have these venues? And I know my man Tevin was talking about, yo, you know, it's not gonna be like that because these venues don't give a fuck. They want their money. Like, yeah, but you're, 
you're not getting your money if people don't want to show up because of the violence. Right. If people are afraid to come to these venues because of the gun violence, they're not going to come to the venues and the venue will not make money. This is true, but I don't, I don't think people... It, it depends on who's going there, honestly, because if that... If, okay, say, like, <laughs> Lil Pump goes to that same club that Vaughn went to, like, the, the violence level is... It does 100%, 100% depend on who's going, yeah. But, I mean, that's whose discretion is that, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's their discretion to be like, yo, we're not fucking with y'all, like, nah. Yeah, I thought we were just talking about in general, like, you know, rappers going, rappers going to a venue, you know, and say it gets shot up and people not wanting to go, but like... It, yeah, but then it makes it harder for the next rapper to do it. Maybe not, maybe Vaughn can't go back, but now it makes, maybe it make it harder for somebody else. Pump can definitely go. <laughs> like, and he's well, Pump's fans are majority white kids, so that's way different. Okay, uh, I'm trying to think. I wouldn't even call him a hip hop artist for real. At this point, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. He had one song. Yeah. So. I was trying to think of another artist real quick, just so I could. Uh, I mean, like, who, if who you name anybody, if rapper? anybody else you name that's not hood, is probably really mainstream, and any venue would love to have them. Let's just start there. Okay. Anybody right. else you name is going to be really mainstream or mainstream, and again, anybody's going to be excited to see Big Sean. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. He he, he's established in the in, okay. in rap, so that's not more. I'm I'm not talking about them. Uzi's not mainstream. Uzi's not mainstream. I wouldn't say he's mainstream. No, but he's definitely well established enough to. I mean, he he has his own fan base and like, he's not a violent, gangster hip hop artist. Right, but he's from Philly. And he be so maybe that's the issue, huh? I'm, I just, yeah. Because all rappers talk about guns. Yeah. All. It's the shit that's outside of rap that makes it a a, a not safe place. Yeah. You know? And that, that would make, you know. And I, I feel like at that point, then it's definitely, if the venue doesn't want to have the rapper that's in street beef, then cool. But if, you know, you got a little, uh, somebody regular who may talk about guns, but not isn't not actually in the streets or present in the streets, mm -hmm. then it's going to be a different outcome. I'm just saying it doesn't. You're right. And you know what? I do. I see what you're saying. You're right. It's not going to necessarily ban all hip hop acts from any venue. No. But it damn sure it doesn't help. The overall face, the brand of hip hop music. And, and I, I feel you. It does not help the face of it. Because everybody is thinking, oh, because rap is the d most dangerous job. When you're a rapper, you, 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 there's gunshots. But like in the in reality, it's not because of rap. It's literally the because those rap. are street niggas. <laughs> right. The, the people who rap <laughs> who happen do, to be street, street niggas. Street niggas who rap. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, so like I, f I just feel like you know maybe the world needs to change the way they view about view it because, like I said, like they're just street niggas who rap. They're not just rappers. The, the streets come first. Rap is second until they can make that that honest switch where they're no longer in the streets. When is that switch? That switch, because, fuck. I mean, Nipsey went pretty goddamn far. I think he did. When was that switch for him? He was thirty three years old, bro. Yeah, but it's not like he was in a that like. So the Nipsey situation is a lot different from the Vaughn situation because he wasn't beefing with the dude. The dude had just got out of out of jail, but he snitched. So Nipsey was literally saying, "Hey, yo." Get off my block. We don't fuck with you over here. I don't want nobody associating with you. You a snitch. And literally that same day is when he came back and shot him. Yeah, but that's doesn't, doesn't, that, that, to me, that does not scream like I'm away from the streets. Clearly, you're not away from the streets. 
You a okay. snitch, you can't come to my blood, don't come over. That doesn't sound like you're removed from the streets. So when is that switch that we talk about? Okay. Because I, I, I feel what you're saying. So I can only name like top of my head, 50 Cent. He's, he made that switch in a sense to, to commercial reality and, and, and superstardom, megastardom, if you will. Um, so I don't, I don't, you know, I mean, he has little petty beefs, but you don't hear much street shit going on with 50 Cent. He's, he's evolved from that. Okay, all right, and I get what you're saying. So let me let me clean up that nip line, that nip. What I just said about nip, real quick. Like it, it's not that he was still in the streets and doing what the street people do in the streets. It's that he didn't want to leave the streets and he wanted to improve the streets. So it's it's like uh, like I said, it's different from somebody who's currently there and beefing and still in the streets. He was just trying to go back to improve it. That's why his store was there. He bought the block on Crenshaw, and he's trying to improve it. But at the same time, I guess he did have, I mean, even if you're not in the streets, you don't want to be around a snitch ass nigga. At the end of the day, you don't want to associate with that. So he, he literally asked him to leave his property. And that's fair. I'm, I'm not knocking him for that. That's definitely a reasonable request. And, you know, unfortunately it ended the way it ended and it really, really, truly should not have. But at the same time, I just like, Where's that level at? Where's that? Yeah. What what prevents that? What 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 more can you do to prevent that? Do what Dirk did and leave your city. But the thing with Nip Nip didn't want to leave his city. He wanted to build it and grow it. And and that's and that's the thing that got him killed. Absolutely. And that's what's crazy. And that's what people talk shit about. Like yo, you left. Like yo, you leaving the streets? You think you know what I'm saying? You better than us? Look, fam, I'm all for rappers leaving the streets Uh, and moving somewhere else. Absolutely. Dirk took the fuck off when he left Chicago. Absolutely. Took the fuck off. Absolutely, it was better for his rap career, and uh, especially like you know being in those, those situations, and you got to look over your shoulder so much, because like I feel like a lot of rappers just be, be they get killed in their own city. Yeah, most of the time. Like most of the times, they get killed in their own city, and like I get that you got you 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 want like if you're a fan of them and you lived around here, you're gonna look at them a little bit different from moving, but you just got to understand like. He got to get out of there. He can. I feel like a per, once a person starts getting too much money for their city and too much popularity, that's when the switch should be made. I feel like it don't even shit. matter about, and I agree with you, Sam. It don't even matter about what somebody understands or not, because at the end of the day, it's gonna be my funeral, not yours. True. Do I want to be a real nigga in your eyes, or I want to be alive in mine? You feel alive. me? Like I, every every time, alive. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, people can. And, you're not gonna please everybody anyway. Like no celebrity is able to please everyone. And even if they do, it's not gonna be for long. So I I don't know. That's just that's just how I feel about that. Yeah, so that's that about that. Anyways, I'm gonna intro this pod now. It's about that time. Yo, 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 yo. Chris, why do you look so dead? You've been doing this for like what, three weeks now? It's time. Yeah, Welcome to motherfucking hit dogs holla shot, curse. I shouldn't curse, huh? Welcome to Bleep Bleep Hit Dogs Hollis, your boy J.D. Kevo, a.k.a. Kevin, a.k.a. The Goat, um, a.k.a. whatever you want to call me, don't call me broke. This is Chris. What do you want to be called? Just Chris? Nigga, my name is Chris. I don't make up nicknames Boring like you do. Nigga. Yo, they gave me those nicknames, bro. They gave me K-Money because I, all I do is, I, you know, I get money. That's all I do. Never heard anybody. Yo, honestly, I need to stop. You got to stop. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> people are starting to hate me now. I'm starting to understand that, like, people just look at me funny like, yo. Like I can't even like when I went to the to the uh, New Year's um, get together, people I saw in from, a panoramic. 
it was good together. It was small, <laughs> and we were six feet apart and all that. It was it was amazing. You know, we had our masks. Like we, we were doing yeah. it all. We were doing it absolutely correctly. Mm-hmm. And you know, people saw me, ain't seen me in a while. It was like, yo, what's up, man? And then like, but now it's weird. They don't treat me like me. They treat me like a different persona, and it's it's really strange. I'm like, yo, I'm still like, you know, chill, dude. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't. People, I think, assume that I'm more stuck up and arrogant than I actually am. It's because of the persona that you yeah, but it's display funny. on Instagram. Yeah, but I just be playing, right? Yeah. Like, I'm, you know me. I'm not really... I don't think I'm better than nobody. For no, real, for real. No, I don't think you think that. Yeah. Is it, I could see how if a person doesn't know you, they're going to treat you differently. For sure, for sure. Instagram. But damn, it's not my fault you don't got these McQueens that I got. I don't know nobody that got these That's not my problem. Is that my is that my fault? Get your money up, not your funny up. You worry about me. <laughs> Yo. And that's why. And that's why. That's why. Did you talk like that on your stories? Yeah, but well, I mean, I get spicy sometimes. When I when I feel triggered, I definitely get spicy. I got spicy last night too. Cause some some irrelevant person triggered me about some irrelevant thing. But what I said was all true. If you saw my story, then you know. I don't gotta talk about tell it. Tell us again. Some people didn't see your you story. Wanna, uh, we'll get into that later. We'll get into that later. Yeah, that, it, we ain't going to get into all that right now. Um, but I did have a burning, a burning topic in my head, and I couldn't, I couldn't even stop thinking about it. So I had this talk with somebody a couple of days ago, and this person happens to be very religious. And they said to me, and this is not to trigger anybody or offend anyone, but I'm just telling you what they said and I'll keep them anonymous, obviously. They said to me, you know, I like, and me, before I tell you that, I'm gonna tell you about myself. I truly, you know, respect everybody and, you know, whatever you do with your life and whatever you believe in, that's your beliefs. Even if it's something that I don't necessarily agree with, just keep it over there. As long as you're respectful to me, I'll be respectful back. And that's just how I move. So this person talked to me about something that was on their mind. This person's a Christian and they're very, you know, into their beliefs. They study the Bible, all that shit. And they said to me, you know, I like, I don't have a problem with gay people, but I feel like they are pushing an agenda on us. And that instantly, instantly got me tight. Like it triggered the fuck out of me because that is such an ignorant statement and people don't understand why it's so ignorant. Like, for example, let me say like, you saying, I fuck with them, but this, that, and third, sounds eerily similar to racist white people being like, yo, I like black people, but I mean, they're making a big deal about the police shootings and you know, they're, they're doing this and that and they're making it all about them and what about us? It's like, that's not the point. Like the LGBTQ like movements and like their rallies and all that stuff, it has nothing to do with straight people because we don't get murdered for being straight. You've never heard somebody get killed for being a straight man or a straight woman. That's not how that works. That's a fact. But homosexuals get murdered for those things all the time and they often don't get justice for these things. So to me it was like, and I don't even, I mean I have people close to me who are you know, in that community but that's not even why I'm triggered. I'm just triggered because from a from a stamp from my standpoint, it's just like, yo, what does being gay and I've never understood homophobia at all. What does being gay have to do with me? If that dude over there wants to like men, why would I be mad about that? 
at the simplest form, wouldn't that mean there's more women in the world for me? A straight man? Mm-hmm. What the fuck are you so upset about? What, what in the world could be so bad about that person liking men? Oh, well, the, the, you know, you can't reproduce and this, that, and that. We're overpopulated in this world. So what the fuck does it matter? There's more people than there should be anyway. People, there's, there's all these talks about not having enough this and, not, and resources for this and that and the third. So then what's your argument? You know what I'm saying? And I feel like people lean on the Bible and all these things to say, just pretty much to kind of spread that hate and that like ignorance and without even trying to educate themselves. They just, you know, they say something, it's like, yeah, well, you know, I was taught that this is wrong and that, why is it wrong? Well, in the Bible, who wrote the Bible? Oh, well, well it, was, it was translated through so-and-so. Who? Who translated it? And who was speaking? Oh, it was that, were you there? Were you, uh, you know what I'm saying? So like, it's just a whole bunch of bullshit. At the end of the day, I respect everybody's religion, but I was, my, my point to this person was like, yo, I respect everybody's religion, but I feel like yours in particular does not. Because you're saying you're wrong if you do this. You're, I personally would never choose, and I, first of all, let me just clarify, I grew up Baptist. I grew up in a Christian Baptist church. I was baptized at nine years old. So like, I did that, I, I did that already. So for, for me to hear all these things about, you know, that's wrong for being gay and you're wrong for that and this, that, and third, it's like, why are they wrong? So that just triggered the fuck out of me and, and you sound exactly like the racist white people that you so-called don't like. And I've never understood that from anybody, but I've definitely never understood homophobia from the black community. Uh I wouldn't say that I understand it, but you know how like they say racism is like deep rooted and it starts like when you're younger. I feel like when I was younger, it was definitely taught to me to not be gay and not like gay people. Not like, be not feminine. Not even from a religious standpoint. You can't play with to dolls. You can't cry. You act like a girl. All that shit. Mm -hmm. That's but that's the that's homophobia. That's the fear of you growing up to be a homosexual. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Like you know how like people say like limp wristed. Mm -hmm. my uncle, yeah. If, if don't my uncle, don't walk like that. You broke like you broke your wrist. Don't be doing that shit. If my uncle saw me walking around and literally just doing that, he would punch me in the back to get me to stop doing it. And what do you like, think that causes? Trauma, and then uh, obviously I would become homophobic. But that's definitely naturally. it's definitely a thing. Yeah. And this person made a comment like, you know, they're they're pushing an agenda, and that's what. Okay. First of all, if you're a homophobic person and you think that homosexuals or the whole LGBTQ whatever community is causing or trying to push an agenda, let's just think about it. Before you start repeating what the fuck you see on, on Facebook or what your grandma said who was born in 1903, <laughs> like, calm the fuck down. Edith is going to die soon anyways. Like, shut the fuck up with that bullshit. Let me just tell you something real quick. An agenda, for, for an agenda to be pushed, it would have to be a mainstream movement telling you to do something. The LGBTQ movement is not telling you to be gay. They're only saying, accept us for being gay, or trans, or bisexual, or lesbian, whatever you are, accept us for that, and don't kill us for being this. That's not a whole lot to ask for. So for when people say, oh, well, they're asking for gay rights. And what the fuck are you talking about? Why wouldn't they be able to have rights? 
And this person said to me, they said, well, well, I had a relative who was a lesbian and she didn't come out until she was much older. And I think it's because she felt ashamed. I'm like, well, why do you think she felt ashamed? She was trying to say, well, she, you know, well, she felt she was wrong. Why did she feel like she was wrong? Because all the adults in her life were telling her that's wrong. Mm -hmm. She herself didn't see anything wrong with being gay because she was still gay. It's because everybody else around her was, oh, that's wrong, don't be doing that, you shouldn't be, you know, you need to get you a man and blah, blah, blah. And for people to say, yo, they pushing homophobia, hope, uh, sorry, homosexuality on us with these movies and all this shit, fam, you cannot, you cannot name a movie where there isn't a, a family or something and like there's heterosexuality in the movie. Whether somebody kissing, a sex scene, um, a little boy looking at a girl a certain way or this, that, and third. Have you never, tell me the truth, have you ever heard a, an adult say to a kid, oh my God, is that your little boyfriend? Is that your little girlfriend? All the time. Is that not pushing an agenda? Yeah. How the fuck do you know they're straight? How the fuck do you know that they like boys or girls or whatever? Why, how do you know their sexual preference? How should they have one yet? They don't. Mm -hmm. But you're sitting there, you're pushing it, right? I have never heard somebody say to a little boy, oh, that's your little boyfriend, that's so cute. That would be pushing an agenda. They don't do that. We do that as heterosexuals because we're afraid of our children becoming homosexuals. And in my opinion, I think you're born that way. I think upbringing has a little bit to do with it, but only a little bit. But I do sincerely believe you're born that way, and if you're attracted to somebody, you're attracted to somebody. Like, your, your first attraction, your first crush, did somebody teach you to like that person, or did you just like that person? It was just natural. It's natural, and you couldn't explain why. There was no reason, there was no rhyme or rhythm to it, it was just that. So, like, honestly, that shit triggered the fuck out of me, and, and I, don't, I don't mean to, you know, spread any hate or, like, you know, be disrespectful, like, it's all good, but, like, I just think people need to do a better job of just educating themselves before they just speak because we just, so many times we see a little meme or something on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook and we take that as fact. Mm -hmm. And we just move on with our lives and we repeat the same dumb shit. And that's how people don't know. And again, homophobia in the black community is the most ass backward shit in the fucking world because the same way gay people are being treated now are the same ways we were being treated back then. True. And to this day, to some degree, but it's definitely, more, it's definitely worse for them than it is for us now. So if we can recognize and identify with that struggle, how the fuck can we, how can we then say, oh, well, they're wrong over there. We identify and we acknowledge what's going on. So why, so why are we all of a sudden saying, oh, but they're wrong for being gay, but I, I'm our, no, bro. It's the same exact scenario. It's the same shit. So I, I don't know, man. I just, I felt like that was, is that making sense to what I'm saying to you? Like, I'm not, I don't want to rant, but I just feel like, not even as black people, just in general, as people, like enough of the, like, what, like, I don't want to sound too, like, you know, we are the world and, you know, all that. But really, what are we doing? Like, why can't we just accept people for who the fuck they are, especially if they're causing no harm to us? 
Nobody had, I have yet to hear a valid argument as to why people should not be homosexual if that's their choice. What harm does it do to anyone else? No one's ever been able to give me an educated answer on that. And until then, I'm gonna say what I say. And if you believe that is wrong based on whatever you learned from, a, from an interpretation of a book that was written before any of us were ever thought about, then that's your choice. That's your choice. But, those, but then don't go backwards and do the same shit with the Constitution and be like, it was written so long ago, why don't we still follow this? And you follow the Bible. That's a fact. I don't even want to show in the Bible like that, but I'm, I'm sorry, like it, that, that is crazy to me. And I'm not saying all one people are bad. I'm not saying all Christians are bad. I'm not saying if you read the Bible, you're bad and you're, no, I'm just saying the ones who are radical and extreme with their message and they think that you have to follow it to a T because uh, newsflash, none of us follow it to a T. If the Bible says no one sin is greater than another, don't fucking tell me they're wrong for being gay, but you're not wrong for having sex before marriage. It's actually not even in the, the Bible that you can't be gay. Well, there's interpretations of what's written, is what right. I'm saying. Yeah, there's, there's like, you know, a man shouldn't lay with another gay. man or whatever the fuck the quote is or whatever the hell that is. Either way, you have to stop and think. I mean, and it's hard to do because when you're taught something your entire life, who am I to come and tell you, yo, rethink your entire upbringing and, and change your mind? No, I'm not going to do that. People need to. The, they should. I've done it. You should always try to evolve. I grew up Baptist. I am not Baptist now. I'm not Christian. I don't, I don't read the Bible. I don't do any of that. My grandmother neither. But to this day, she can quote the fucking Bible because she grew up on it. Right. right. But she knows the hypocrisies that come along with it. And that's what, she, that's what forced her to, to kind of get out of that. Like when we were little, she told me this story. She said, well, the reason why we're no longer Baptist and we don't go to those kind of churches is because when y'all were little, me and my aunt, we were running around playing in church. The pastor grabbed us up and said to us, God's going to punish you for what you're doing right now. Y'all are playing too much and God's going to get you. Oh, nah. She said, nah. You know, I, my grandma don't got no, a whole lot of play in her. I'm going to be real with y'all. That's where I get a lot of that shit from. Like, she don't, she don't when you miss somebody she cares about, it, we're, we're not doing that. We got to find another way. So... I definitely have an experience or, uh, you know, a background in that, and that's something that we, we grew out of. And I'm not saying you're wrong for, for, you know, your beliefs. I just think that it's wrong to, to look down upon somebody else when you yourself aren't perfect. I know, I know for a fact the Bible says you ain't supposed to be judging nobody. You're not the fucking judge. I know don't you're not. The first, like, don't cast a stone in a glass house? Yeah, come on. Is that in the don't Bible? throw stones if you live in a glass house. Is that in the Bible? I don't know, but 50 said, just be 50 said it. 50 said it on Get Rich or Die Try. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's my Bible. That's funny. Uh, man, I don't know. Man. I don't want to get too serious and too dark, man. I just, I just had to get that off my chest, bro. Like, it's just wild to me that, you know, we're able, you know, we're able to look past, you know, or look over somebody else's struggles because, you know, we feel a way about it. We've been taught something. Newsflash, black people who are homophobic, let me just tell you something. The white people who are racist against us, a lot of them were just taught it. Literally. The same way you were taught to be homophobic, they were just taught to be racist. 
you're not any better than them if you're doing that shit too. Just just so you're so we're clear on that. Like that shit is so whack. Like I don't know. I I think you're less of a man if you if you like. Cause I've always had to talk with people like, yo, what if your kid was, it came out to be gay? How would you feel? And I asked that question more so to kind of judge the person. Like, what do you, how do you think? What, what are your values? And bro, it's sad to see a lot of, a lot of people say like, nah, my kid ain't gonna be gay. I'll be, I'll be mad. Like I want, I want grandkids. Adopt nigga. True. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Adopt. Now what? Now what? Oh, well, I, you know, it won't be my DNA if I adopt. Oh, there's a thing called surrogacy. True. You can, you can hire a surrogate to have your kid for you. My mom was a surrogate. She did it for a gay couple. Whoa. It's possible. It is. Fuck out of here. People just don't want to evolve their, th their thinking. They want to keep in the same mindset and wonder why... And that's why like everybody wants to put the blame and point at other people instead of looking within. You know what would change the world? If everybody changed themselves. True. But nobody wants to take that responsibility and take accountability for whatever they got fucked up going on. I said some disrespectful, hateful shit before that I was checked for. And I learned from that. Because I, ha I have an ego but my ego is not so great that I can't acknowledge my own faults. Not at this age. I, I'm, I'm way too old, at 27 years old, I'm too old to be sitting back and blaming everybody else for my problems and saying it's this person's fault and that. No, what can I do better? How can I be better? That's all I'm thinking about going forward. And if that means maybe questioning some things that I learned or heard growing up, I'm okay with doing that. I'm all for that. We, so like, you know, that's just how I feel about that. You got any thoughts on that, Chris? Nah, I'll let you ISO ball because you, you're right on point with it. Yeah, I'm going for 30, nigga. Fuck this. Yeah, yeah. I'll you you, you was hooping the first episode. It's my turn to get my <laughs> buckets. You know what I mean? Nah, but I, I definitely feel everything you said, and uh, everyone should definitely just look within and look at yourselves, and you can grow from it very easily. So you just have to start. It just starts by doing it. it just, exactly. It's just a all start, and... At the end of the day, like, just respect people. I think you go so, so much further in life and things are so much easier in life if you're just not an asshole. <laughs> like, imagine how easy your life can be if we just treat each other with common respect, even if you don't agree with each other or what you believe in. It would just, it's just that much easier. You don't got to fuck with me. You don't got to like me at all. But just keep it over there, and I'll keep myself over here. It's that simple. That's a fact. That's all there is to it. Just start, and that's a, that's a really good segue into what I was going to talk about next, when you said just start. Um, I really wanted to get into, since we're doing a podcast, you know, we're on episode three, and it was, it's really funny, like, living and experiencing these things firsthand versus reading and hearing about them before I started doing these things. As far as... Um, the path to be an entrepreneur. Let me explain, right? So, you know, I follow a bunch of entrepreneurs maybe like two, two and a half years ago. I was like, you know, I realized working nine to five regular job is just not for me, for my overall happiness and, and mental health and my aspirations and goals, it's not lining up, right? That's not what I need to be doing. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna try something else. I, I'm gonna try, you know, 
make something based off what I have, you know, my personality, my out, my me being outgoing, me, you know, wanting to, you know, liking music and talking, like all those things. I'm going to try to tap into those things and see what can come of it. And I followed a bunch of entrepreneurs and a bunch of business people and and they all and creators and they all say the same thing, like there are going to be so many roadblocks and you're going to have to just get over it. And I think Gary Vee is probably the most influential one because he, I'm from New York, he's from Jersey, and I feel like people from up north just take, just say things directly to you. There's no beating around the bush, sugarcoating it. He says things directly to people, and that resonates with me. So when, he's, when people call into his show, he has a radio show, and people will call into him and, and ask him for advice on their journey, whatever they're doing, you know, and he, he gives it to them straight. Like, I respect that a lot. One girl called in saying she was trying to become, you know, a, biz, uh, a business owner and, and do all these great things. And she said, I just have a problem with committing to these things. She said, I feel like, you know, I have to hit rock bottom first to kind of wake me up from whatever the heck I got going on. And it'll light a fire under my butt to get me started on what I'm doing. And his answer was, that's wrong. You saying you want to hit rock bottom first in order to then light a fire under your behind, all you're trying to do is buy yourself more time to slack off. Mm-hmm. That's all you're really doing. Okay, I'm just going to not do shit until it gets absolutely worse where I have to make a change, and then I'll make a change. That's, <laughs> that's really wild logic if you that's think about backwards. it. Why, why would you not start now? You know what yeah. I mean? So... And it, so, like, you know, we started our podcast when I got back from Kuwait. You know, I talked to you and Darius, and he says, and all the entrepreneurs say, there are just going to be so many unseen, like, speed bumps and, like, roadblocks that you're not going to know about, and then you're going to have to just deal with it on the fly. And it came to fruition. Like, we had our, we had our speed bumps thus far. Mm-hmm. We've had a couple. It won't be our last. We're gonna have more in the future. But it's not about that, it's about continuing to push. Because once you start, okay, cool, start. But how many times can you say, and I know I can attest to this a bunch, have you started something, enjoyed it, was enthusiastic about it, and then put it down and stopped? No, never. Never? You've never started something and haven't seen it all the way through? Oh, okay, yeah. I definitely have. Oh, okay. A lot of times. A lot of times, you said? Yeah. More, more times than not? Yeah. Yeah. The difference between people, and I know you've seen it, and I know you've heard it. The difference between people who make it and those who don't, the people who make it keep going. They never stop. Right. It's easy to say. It's harder to live. Right. Because self-doubt creeps in. They're, nobody's going to like this. Nobody cares. Nobody this. Nobody that. Fam... After hearing all the entrepreneurs and listening to Gary Vee, all those hours I did, it, it resonated with me that, you know, it doesn't matter about what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Like, if I put this episode out and I get three listeners, which I know I won't at this point, we, this is episode three and we had way more than that. I understand that. But I'm saying, for the first episode even, when I put the first episode out, you know what? My mentality was nobody has to listen to this episode at all. I don't have to have one listener. Mm-hmm. 
I don't have to have one for the next episode or the next one. I'm going to continue to keep getting better and keep being consistent. And with that, with my talent and what I'm doing and my persistence and my drive, it will come. If you build it, they will come. Mm -hmm. The great thing about what we're doing, this is really unique and it's actually really similar to music. And that's kind of what Russ did with his music is he put out a new song every week for a year. So 52 songs in a year. Mm -hmm. And one of them caught. And he only needed one. Once that one caught, it was over. the audience or the people who liked that one song was able to go back right. and listen to all the other songs he had released prior and find one that they actually love. And how many times have you done that with an artist? Multiple you hear one good song, you're like, oh my God, and now you want to hear more. So you go and search for more and more. And how do you feel when that artist has two, three songs? Two or three songs only. That's what I've been doing with Pooh Shiesty. And you went, we went, Sad, we did that dirty. shit a couple hours ago. We went back Facts. far as hell. Facts. You didn't even know who he was six months ago. Hell no. You see what I mean? So it's all about consistency and drive and output. And for anybody who's listening, if you're an entrepreneur and you have something that you want to accomplish or you want to pursue and you're not sure how, Gary Vee, who is my favorite, he has a really great quote. Like, it's, it's great to inform yourself with whatever field you want to get into, but you also need action. And his, his, his number one thing is like, you can't read about doing push-ups. You're not going to get better at doing push-ups by reading about it. You're gonna have to eventually do a fucking push up, and That's then do and then do two. That's a fact, cause I've definitely wanted to work out and go to the gym, and all I did was look up routines, mm -hmm. but never did it. I still don't got a six pack. You can't do you can't perfect a routine without first doing the routine. Right. It's not gonna happen, and it takes and it's so, it's so crazy because it's easy to say when things are going well. That's not what success is about. When you want to accomplish something, it's not about the days where it's going good. It's about the days when you don't want to do it. Right. The days when you don't want to go to the gym, when you don't feel like working out today, you're tired, you didn't, maybe you didn't eat enough, or you just want to, you'd rather go a, watch, a, watch a, another episode of Quantico. Had a rough day at work. Had a rough day. You want to, that's the days. Those are the most important days. Those are. Mm -hmm. It's easy to do it when you're feeling good, of course. Anybody can do that. Right. So if anyone's listening and you're an entrepreneur and you have a goal you want to pursue or a dream you're chasing, my advice from my perspective and what I've encountered and listened to is to just understand that those roadblocks are going to happen anyway. Just work over them. Keep going. Work through them. And, and try to leave emotion out of whatever you're doing as much as possible. Because it's very easy to get emotionally invested in something and to use those emotions on something else that may not be, may not be um, necessary. Like when me and you had our thing over this, mm -hmm. it could have been really easy for me to get emotional and get all mad and, and start cussing people out and doing all that, but that's not how you get somewhere. Right. You have to understand that everybody's not gonna have the same thinking as you and you have to find a way, if you're a leader, if you're gonna lead people, you have to find a way to get them to buy into you and what you are, your vision. Nobody's gonna see your vision but you. That's the most frustrating part about being a freaking creator. Nobody sees what I be trying to see, like what I'm trying to do five, 
10, 15 years from today. They just see today. And that's most people, and there's nothing wrong with that. But in this field, you need to, you need to have some foresight as well. It has to be a little bit more than just, you know, what's going to get me a paycheck today. That's small, that's small, that's short-term thinking. That short-term thinking is not going to get you where you need to be. Devise a plan, stick to it, and follow it. That's what I would say. That's the recipe. You have any um, input or any gems you may have heard? I know you are a big Nip fan, and he dropped millions of gems uh, over the years. Uh, Especially for a creator. So uh, what you got? Yeah, basically it's, it's what you said. Don't quit. Stay focused. And the only difference between you and the next person who's trying to do what you're doing is who's going to quit first. Like, Facts. And that's literally how you make it. Like That's how you become good at something. That's how you learn something. That's how you make money from something. That's how you just get good at something just by relentless approach, never stopping and doing it even if you don't feel like it. If any, you any skill you've learned, anything in life that you, were, are, you are good at right now, or maybe I would even say better than most at, any skill, you had to put in that time. So for me, the reason why I do the podcast and I do music and I do those things are because I enjoy them. So when I, the reason why, well, the reason why I enjoy them is because that's my personality. But me enjoying them does a lot for me because it doesn't feel like work. That's right. the biggest thing. If it feels like work, you're not going to want to do it. How much homework did you do in high school, Chris? Shit. About as much as me, right? Absolutely. I did that shit when I got too close. You probably did more than me to keep it a buck. I did it when I And that's not saying class. a lot. <laughs> like, yo, let me see? see the homework from last night see? before you go check it. That feels like work. That's not something you're interested in. All right. Were you assigned to learn about coding? Did somebody give you an assignment to learn about that? No, I just had a genuine interest. A genuine interest in it, right? Mm -hmm. And where did that take you? You went in and you did your own shit. Nobody told you, Chris, wake up at 8 o'clock and by 9.30, you know, I need you to be on this YouTube video learning about this, this language for this coding software. And this, nobody told you to do that. Right. That was a genuine interest and you took that. Fam, that shit would feel like death to me. If somebody sat me down for an hour and a half and talked coding to me, I would want to cry. That shit is fun to me. And it's fun. You see what I mean? Me. Like, yeah. I think it's really important that if you want to be a, a creator and you want to find your niche, start with what interests you and what your passions are. If you don't know your passions, because I had my sister actually hit me up last week talking about, you know, like, bro, I see you doing a pod and like, you know, I'm really proud and I like that. But, you know, I feel the same way you feel. Like, I don't feel like I want to work a job anymore. And I thought there's just more that I could be doing. And I'm watching everybody else, you know, accomplish their goals and their dreams. And I'm sitting here at work. And it's annoying that I'm, I'm at work at this nine. I'm here for eight hours of my day. And I'm scrolling on my phone watching people live their lives or their dreams. And I'm like, that hurt. it hurts. That should hurt. But that should be a wake-up call, too. Right. So when you're not at work, to put in the work. To, so you don't have to work. That's a triple entendre. Don't ask me how. And you have to find a way to keep yourself in good spirits, mentally, physically. Like, that's important. If you're physically okay and you're mentally okay, then you're able to keep continue to work on your craft. That's the biggest thing that, for me, like, you know, keeping myself in good spirits helps. 
does. You're in a bad mood, you're not going to want to do nothing because you just kind of feel like, man, whatever, the world. But the biggest way or the fastest way to unhappiness is to compare yourself to somebody else. That's true. Oh, well, he got this and, and you know. And I mean, it's easy to do, especially with all these social media apps we have and people Instagram can see really everything. <laughs> Instagram it makes it really easy to see everything. And it's real easy for you to look at that and say, man, I wish I had that. Oh, it sucks that I don't get to do this. And oh, it must be nice that they do that and I'm over here stuck and I'll never have this. That type of mentality will absolutely keep you where you are. At I'm that, a, at that ahead. point, you got to put your phone down. At that point, you, you put your phone down. You just gotta delete that. I've had those thoughts too. And whenever whenever I've had those thoughts, my first move is to log off of Instagram. If I catch myself getting back on Instagram, I go ahead and follow the accounts that made me feel that way. If it's still persistent and I'm still thinking about it, what I did was I did a I did a really like a mass following of like spiritual and like mm -hmm. progressive, like positive um, pages so that my timeline would only show that. And it does one of two things. One, if there's nothing distracting me on my timeline, I'm going to get off Instagram. Right. And two, whenever I do get on there, it's something positive in my face. Mm -hmm. So if I wake up early in the morning and the first thing I do is check my phone, which we shouldn't, I can look and see a positive daily affirmation or a, a quote or a motivation, mm -hmm. something to then sh shape my mindset. I'm really big on law of attraction and your mindset creates your reality. If you truly believe that you can't do something, you cannot do it. If you truly believe you can, you absolutely can. Whether you, can, whether you think you can or cannot, you are 100% correct. I fully believe that and that's how, I, that's how I grew up and how I was raised and I've never been proven otherwise. I've attracted crazy things in my life by just thinking about, not literally sitting there and thinking, hey, I want a Ferrari and I'm gonna get a Ferrari in the morning. That's not how that works mm -hmm. and that's what on that topic really quickly, I feel like that's the biggest misconception when I say law of attraction. People get turned off and they think, ugh, so you mean to tell me you're just gonna think about something and it just happens like that? No, that's, you, gotta, you gotta put forth effort too. Say that again for the people in the you, back. You gotta put forth effort too, you have to try. If you think you can do it, start doing it so you can then do it. Because that's the only way it's gonna keep you going forward is the belief and the little bit of confidence you build along the way. I saw a great, and I watch TED Talks a lot. I suggest if you're a creator, you need motivation to watch TED Talks because they'll, there's so many gems in there. This one guy was talking hella. about, go ahead, you want some? No, I just said hella, hella, hella gems. Hella there. gems. This one guy was talking about learning and he said, learning, the reason why people pick up things and put them down and don't want to continue them is because of a learning curve. You've, now we've all heard that phrase, right? The learning curve. Right. Do you know what that really means? Tell me. Do you, okay, I'll explain it to you. The learning curve is when you first start something, how much do you know? Nothing, you know jack shit. It, you're new to it, you're a novice, and there's nothing you can do. As you go forward, you learn a little bit and you get a little more comfortable, but then right at, right at the beginning, a little bit after you start, you hit a wall and you realize this is a lot harder, or I, I know a lot less than I thought I would have known at this point. That's happened to me a lot of times with coding. You, I hit that wall and then I just gotta stop. I, I, I don't, not that I gotta stop, but I do stop. It kills your confidence. It does. Because you're like, whoa, I don't know shit. What I'm telling you is. Is this the dude with the ukulele? Oh the my end? God, you saw it? Yeah, I saw this. <laughs> Did I send it to you? No. 
You saw that one? Yeah. Yes, that yeah, one. Ukulele, yeah. That one, yes. You at first you're trying it and it's exciting, and then you realize you don't know shit. And then you're like, uh, what do I do? Well, most people would just put it down and say, screw it, I'm not gonna learn anymore. I'll try something else that I'm actually good at. Yep. No, 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 no. If that's what you're interested in, just keep working. You have to find a way to get over that hump of not knowing shit because eventually you'll know shit. What is what would you say? In life, in, in your life, in your mind, off the top of your head, can you say you know the most about? Not more than anybody else in the world, just in, in your, of your knowledge, what's one thing you know the most about? Cars. Cars. Now, did you grow up knowing about cars? or nope. did, Okay. Were you born knowing about cars? Nope. Did you learn about cars in school? Nope. Did somebody sit you down and teach you about cars one day and you magically knew it all? Nope. What happened? How'd you learn about cars? When I was 18, I got a car, a, a job at a car dealership. Okay, and then what happened? I just tried to learn everything that I could. I got an interest in it. Okay. liking cars. And I've never been a car guy, but all of a sudden I was a car guy. And all of a sudden I was a car guy, so uh, I, just, I just started to uh, look into them, learn more about them. Not even, even look in or try to learn. I just, I was around them and I learned a lot of, a lot of shit, so. And now it's something that I enjoy, so whenever I get the opportunity to learn something about a new car or something that's coming out, I do it, because it's enjoyable to me. I was around it, and I just naturally just started to like it, because uh, that's what I was doing. Exactly, and that's what I mean about the learning curve. It's like, at one point, you knew jack shit about cars. Mm -hmm. That didn't stop you. Nope. You now know a lot about cars, way more than me. I come to you with questions all the time about cars. I don't know shit about cars. I know the bare minimum. I know more than the average person, I would say, maybe, but if, if any car guy talks to me about cars, you're gonna lose me within the first two minutes, I promise. I don't, I don't know that much. I just know what I like, and that, and that as far as it goes. So, and that's okay, because that's not a passion of mine. That's not what I you know, choose to, I didn't invest my time in that. I was in the medical field. While you were doing cars, I was learning about the medical field. So I know a lot about the medical field that most people I talk to don't know. Does that make me smarter than you, or vice versa? Nope. No, it's just something that we did. So when you're thinking about learning a new skill or something, think about that. Like, you're not dumber than that person who's already established. They've been doing it longer than you. That's okay. Just keep going and keep doing it and you get good. Dude, like, I, I heard one, uh, one uh, entrepreneur, motivational speaker, whatever, he said, I just wanna challenge you, like if you're trying something, I, I, want, I dare you to be bad at something for a year. Suck for a year and tell me what happens. You're not gonna suck for a year. That's a fact. Fail for a year. I, I said, try it. Fail for a year. Show me that is. If you fail for a year, then just quit it. Fine. It's not for you. But the problem is, people quit after a month, mm -hmm. or two weeks, or you do it. You go, you go real hard for three days straight. You take two days off. You do it an hour here and an hour there. Then it's twenty minutes here, and then it's not at all, and then it's just it's forgotten. That's where you fuck up. Like, don't burn yourself out trying to learn something. Like, you know, when you're really interested in something at first, the first three days you're gonna go crazy hard, mm -hmm. spending five hours trying mm -hmm. to learn this shit. You're gonna learn some shit, but then you're gonna burn yourself out because then it's just gonna go down from there. I would say if you're picking some shit up, just dedicate like two hours a day. Easy. Just or, two hours. or 30, 30 minutes. minutes. If sure. you have a busy schedule, 30 minutes. The biggest thing, though, I, I would say is you have to be completely and utterly honest with yourself. That's the only way it's going to work. 
if you know there's more you could have been doing, hold yourself accountable and be like, all right, I'm fucking up. Dog, I've done that. Fam, I've, I've caught myself playing, dog, recently. Dog, I was playing Madden until two in the morning the other night. Dead ass. I got off from work early too. And I went home and played Madden until two in the morning. And as I was playing, I was thinking to myself, okay then, don't bitch about not being where you wanna be. You're sitting here playing Madden, don't fucking complain then. If you want more, you do more. Enjoy your, enjoy your escapism. Enjoy your time, your relaxing time. But understand that that comes with a price too. Absolutely. And if you're willing to give that up for something, then you'll, get the, you'll, you'll reap the rewards of that something. But be honest with yourself. Don't, don't make excuses, oh, but I was just tired. I just want to unwind and it's just so hard. No. There are 24 fucking hours in a day. You work for a maximum of like 12 to 15 if you have a crazy job, 15 hours. Mm -hmm. Fam, I worked 24 hour shifts just earlier in 2020. I still made time to do other shit. There's, there's not an excuse. If you want it bad enough, you'll do it. And I'm not a proponent of like, or an advocate of, you know, losing sleep or team no sleep. Nah, get your sleep. My thing is, and I learned this from Gary Vee as well, like my thing is it's not about how much you sleep. Sleep eight hours. Fam, sleep 10 hours out of your day. Mm-hmm. What are you doing for the other 14? Right, when you're awake. What are you doing? If you're not going as hard as you should be, then there you go, there's your answer. Monitor that. Budget your time the way you should budget your money. Wow, man, that was a... <laughs> okay. Wow. I didn't know I was going to go there today. I wanted to be kind of funny, but like, <laughs> I kind of got on the road and I, I couldn't stop. But ISO, ISO. I feel like that was important to talk about. I feel like, you know, most people don't want to have those difficult conversations and, you know, it's, it's easy to just, oh, support my friend, support my friend. Bro, if your friend's fucking lacking, be your, be your friend and tell your friend, yo, get that shit get together, bro. Like if they have, I've had friends who like, they, they'll remain nameless here on this one, but if you know, you know, like my, I had a friend who had a business that he was getting together and he had a true talent in what he was doing and everybody liked his product and it was amazing. But he, for whatever reason, maybe he didn't believe in himself. Maybe he, he hit a roadblock, which I don't know how, cause everything he did was amazing. But he just felt like he had to just take a step back. And that's crazy because I know for a fact with his talent, if he would have kept, this was two years ago, if he would have kept going every day to today, that man would be making six figures easily a year, easily. It was that good. He was that good at what he did. Mm-hmm. And it just sucks because you, you, can't, you can't input that, that self-worth or that belief into someone else. You can tell them about it and you can, you know, that's why I try to shake your ass up all the time. Like, yo, nah. You know, like what we talked about earlier, what was it we talked about earlier? And I said, did you even, did you even know about that? What was it? Oh my oh, it was God. about streaming video games. Streaming video, yeah, yeah. Chris told me earlier today, he was like, yo, like I got this computer or this desk. It's a sick ass desk he got with a nice chair. And I'm like, oh, what are you gonna use it for? He's like, oh, I mean, X, Y, Z, and also I might game. I'm like, oh, so you're gonna stream? He's like, no. I'm like, why not? He's like, well, oh, I already know what you're gonna say, Kevin, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 
Okay, so what am I going to say? And what did I say to you? What did I say to you about when you said you wanted to stream and you said you didn't want to? I asked you why. Yeah, facts. And what'd you tell me the reason why? Anybody want to watch that shit? And how the fuck do you know? Exactly. How do you know? And I asked him, I said, how do you know what somebody's going to watch? He said, you have a good point. I said, no, 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 no. I'm not letting you off the hook that easy. You know what I mean? We've been cool too long for me to let you just slide. No. How do you know? Name to me three, name, name to me more, name to me one. I said a couple, but now I'm gonna switch it to one. Name one streaming service or streaming company that deals directly with video games. Name a company that, name any company that has something directly to do with video game streaming. Name the kid who won $2 million off of Fortnite, playing Fortnite, the 14 year old kid. Do you know his name? No. Do you even know that it happened? Yeah, this 14-year-old kid won $2 million off Fortnite. It was, a comp- it was a tournament, and he won the tournament, and he won $2 million at 14 years old. That's crazy. Yeah. Some of y'all know who I'm talking about. I forgot the kid's name, honestly. It's like Ryan something. It's like, he has a weird last name or something like that. But, you know, you just, you just never know. And, e- and even if it's like, if nothing happens, y- you tried. That's what I, my, my thing is. Like, I can, I can die... 80 years old, having never accomplished any of my goals, as long as I can look at myself in the mirror and be like, yo, you know what, you tried. You actually went hard at it, you know, and you, and you achieved something. But to be honest with you, if you do try and you do like put your foot down and go full, full force, I don't see any reason why anybody can't achieve whatever the hell they wanna do, to be honest. Like, I've, I've experienced minimal success doing mm, 70% giving 70% to something, you know? Just following somebody's advice and applying it 70% of the time. I've achieved some level of success in that. So, right? Like, for the example would be, I guess, would be TikTok. Like, Gary Vee was like, yo, if you're trying to be an influencer, if you're trying to, you know, promote brand awareness or, or, you know, expand your brand, like, you know, TikTok is very undervalued as far as attention and, and how much, how much, attention you can get, or not attention, I should say, but like views and like traction is traction. a better word, yeah. traction, engagement, you know, as a new person, that's the bit, cause you know, Instagram is a little bit oversaturated, Facebook, you know, Snapchat are kinda, you know, established already. So he was saying, you know, get on TikTok. Fam, I got on there and did half of what he said. <laughs> and then I had like a couple of weeks later, I had a video hit, hit like 10K, mm-hmm. 10K views, which, you know, it sounds vain in the sense of what we're talking about, but what I'm trying to say is, you're talking to a dude who literally didn't even think I would be able to get 500 views. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, my first video got like three views. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is stupid, I suck at this, what the fuck? But I just kept doing it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, you know, it took me a while to like gain the confidence to just keep going. But once you keep going, like for, especially for TikTok and that example, like what I ended up doing was I kept going and what it forces you to do is two things. It forces you to hold yourself accountable and stay consistent. And then the second thing is it forces you to be creative. And it forces you to get better at it naturally. Yeah, because you have to do it every day. If you set, if you set a standard to yourself, you know what, I'm going to post one video every day. You have to come up, create something out of nothing to post. You know, you know, and then the thing is, like, he always preaches speed over quality when it comes to social media. Mm-hmm. The reason why is because quality is subjective. Just because you think it's gonna suck, that doesn't mean 
a thousand people won't like it. That happened to me. The, my viral, my viral TikTok video, fam. I thought that shit was just whatever. Mm-hmm. It was just funny to me, and so I posted it. I didn't think I. All I wanted was like my friends to see it. Mm-hmm. I had no idea, you know, two hundred thousand people would view that video. Um, that was that was really early on in in TikTok. So it was just crazy. So, I, you know, I'll just leave you guys with this. Like honestly. Whatever you're pursuing or whatever you're doing, I feel like you go. It'll go a long way if you just number one, you know, treat somebody or treat people with, you know, general respect, and also just start, but then also be consistent and continue, because you never know where that can lead you. You you're not a psychic, you know. I, I asked Chris, you know, speaking about the um, the gaming thing. I asked him. I said, well. You're telling me nobody would watch that. Would you have thought Nav would have been a successful rapper by looking at him and hearing him talk to you? What was your answer? It was nah. Hell no. Nah. Hell no. Nah. But he believed in himself, and then, I mean, shit. I mean, now he got he's, songs with now, Thug and shit. He's like, successful. He's, 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 gonna, he's, like, ex- he's achieved some level of success in making music by continuing to push and, and believing in himself. Drake, the same way. He's the exact same way. He was a scrawny, awkward-looking dude on Degrassi. Nigga Granted, was he was acting, but he was a scrawny, yeah. awkward-looking dude. He was corny when he first got on the scene. Yeah. He just kept going. Well, you know, you have to block out all that. And when I say block out everything, a lot of people think I, that, that means, like, you know, block out the haters and blah, blah, blah. No. Block out the haters and also block out the good feedback. And what I mean by that is don't get high on your own supply. Don't sit there and, and listen, oh my God, you're so amazing, you're so, what that does to some people is it gives you an inflated self, uh, sense of self-worth and then you just decide to just kind of slack off, like, oh, well, I'm already great. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna need to do anymore. I'm, I've already made it, I'm already here. So, you know, continue to work and just ignore all the outside noise, put your head down and just see and have fun doing it. I have fun doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. I have fun making music. I have fun doing TikToks. That shit's fun to me. If it wasn't fun, I wouldn't. I definitely would not do it. So that's what I would leave you guys with. I really didn't even mean to get into like this a serious like motivational podcast, but I just I feel like some things had to be said, and I never really got them off. So you know, hopefully that that resonated with some of you. Hopefully that you know helped, motivated, or cleared some things up. Also, guys, if you're listening and you have anything that you want to hear me and Chris talk about, whatever topic it is, if you want us to touch on it, let us know. Shoot us a DM. Um, hit, dog, hit Dogs Holla on Instagram. You can hit my personal Instagram, Jaded Kevo. You can hit us directly on, um, on Anchor, Spotify, whatever you want to do. If you want to hit us up and ask us some questions and, you know, if you want something you want us to talk about, we got you. We, we're here for y'all. I want to always, always provide value to you guys and always make sure that you guys, you know, taken care of because y'all are invested in me. So I feel like I should, I should invest in y'all right back. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to end out on this quote. Uh, earlier this year, I was complaining about my job uh, to an older woman that, uh, that I work with. And she, she looked at me in the eyes and she said, stop complaining. Get your shit together so you don't have to come here anymore. If not, then stop complaining. And that shit sat with me all year. So, it, damn. Now is the time. Get damn. your shit together, 
so you don't have to keep doing what you don't want to do. Remember, you see that Nav tweet where he was like, yo, he was like, yo, you, success is not going to happen overnight. But if you don't do anything, it won't happen in a year either. Facts. And that shit was hard. I'm like, damn, that's right. That's hard. Because everybody thinks, oh, well, it's just not going to happen today. It's not. Yeah, sure. But if, you keep, if the days keep passing by, those mm-hmm. days turn into weeks, turn shit, into months, you know, turn into years. And by that time, you could have really did some shit. If you, if you think about what you should have did three months ago, you'd be at a whole different place right now. Like, Look, fam, it's 2021. Like, enough with the resolutions for the new year. How about a new fucking life? You know what I mean? Attempt to, to grow and sustain something for your life. Get your shit together. That's all. You know, life is so much more fun when, you know, you're content and you're in a good place. Career-wise, relationship-wise, everything. It's, family-wise, you're in a good place. So I'll leave you guys with that. Hit dogs holler once again. We're glad to be back. You know, the holiday break definitely hit us, but, we're, you know, we're back every freaking week. We're going to be here. We're going to give you guys whatever y'all ask for. Thanks. It's been love. I appreciate y'all for listening. And get your shit together. Please. <laughs> One.